0: Welcome to the Thriving Christian Artist, the podcast where we hope you connect with God to bust through the roadblocks that have held you back for years, create the work you love, and really live the life you know God created you to live as an artist in his kingdom. I'm Matt Toma, your host. Let's get started. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast again. I'm Matt Tama, your host, and I am so stinking excited. I've got two of my favorite people in the world here with me, Lonnie and Margie Johnson from down in the Greenville, South Carolina area. Guys, how are y'all doing today? Doing,
1: doing great. Right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> awesome. Awesome. These folks are some of the most incredibly talented ceramic artists that you will ever see. And um, and I can also say now from what it's been about a month now, brand new members of the Southern Highland Craft Guild. So yes. yeah, I know that's a big, big thing. So it is. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. You know, I know both of you have uh, stories of your artistry and that sort of thing, you know, probably separately. But the thing I wanted to talk about today is really how you guys do this together, because there are not many uh, husband and wife teams out there that flow as beautifully as you guys do uh, in what you do creatively. And I know you probably both kind of come at it from two different ways, and it all kind of meets in the middle, but um, I wanted to just talk a little bit about that um, with you guys. And Margie, I want to start with you because we've known each other the longest. Yes. And then this guy Lonnie came on in the picture. (laughs) Yes, he did. (laughs) and that's been incredible but i know for you you know to to say gosh okay you're a ceramicist and incredibly talented but when i met you you were a painter and you and you still do so what's that transition been like from you going from painting into ceramics
2: it's it's been really good i um i've always wanted to um piddle it's a good southern word (laughs) piddle in ceramics and um I think it was even before Lonnie and I met. I um, I mean, all I did was painting and, and drawing, and um, I took a workshop. Actually, I met um, a ceramicist, uh, Sarah Wells Rowland, at a, an event in Asheville and got to talking with her and got super excited about the possibility of doing ceramics and took one of her their workshops, and um, I was hooked. Or did uh-huh. you
0: know when you took that, I know for some people when they touch a new medium or they go in there, they're, there's like this, ah, you know, this like, yeah. <laughs> when you touch the clay for the first time, was that?
2: It was. It's very surreal. It's a very, um, almost a spiritual uh, a thing, just touching the clay and feeling the earth and um, throwing on the wheels where I really started and um filling that wet clay between your fingers i mean it it was a lot like when i was a kid and playing with mud pies i love to play with mud pies so it was it was just a it was a fun experience it was it feels good
0: now, did you grow up doing other kinds of art other than painting or i mean
2: no in fact i didn't even start doing art at all until i was in my 30s um always wanted i couldn't think of anything more incredible growing up than to be an artist. If you were an artist, you had made it in life. And so, and I didn't I didn't have the self-esteem to do anything. I thought, you know, I can't do that. And so I was in my 30s before um, I ever did anything. I went back to school to get my graphic design degree and had to take some art classes and discovered that I really could paint and draw. So, um, and it was just, you know, went on from there.
0: Now, Lonnie, I know you also got that technical... Graphic design, marketing y kind of background. Yeah. Uh, how did you come into this whole wanting to do art and especially the ceramics part of it? Because I know you've had kind of an evolution as well.
1: Um, I have, yeah. I mean, art really started for me um, in high school. I took one class and uh, really fell in love with it. Because um, I, I mean, I, I would doodle and draw and, you know, just sketch and, um you know when i was distracted i'd i would sit with a pad of paper in church and doodle instead of paying attention <laughs> but uh, but uh i especially in school i did I, all my notes were in colors and stuff you know but <laughs> we've all uh, been guilty of it so <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but uh I, I really uh i started enjoying uh the thought of doing art um after i graduated from high school i was trying to figure out what i was going to do and i thought you know i'd like, I'd like to be an artist and so um, at the time, I, I went to I spent a semester up in Atlanta, the Atlanta College of Art, and uh, it really opened my eyes to a lot of potential. And I started seeing things differently. And, and uh, uh, I think really that was prior to then. I, I didn't really understand or hadn't really experienced the awe of moments of beauty, of seeing things that really just made you pause in your your mind and your spirit. Um, and uh, uh, Actually I I left Atlanta because uh I, I thought, you know, this spiritual side of this thing, I really need to explore it. And I, I thought maybe I would go somewhere and be a pastor. So I went to Bible college. Wow. <laughs> which was a bit of a, a deviation from the creative path. <laughs> but, you could uh, say so, right? Um so I ended up getting my um a long story to get my uh got an associate in biblical studies, but um then I then I went back to the art side of things. Um Cause I really realized that there was something about that that really drew me. Um, even uh, I was working with youth for Christ at the time. Um, that's when I really started exploring uh, graphic design. Cause I was working on some publications that we were doing, just doing desktop publishing type work. Um, and uh, became, uh, I became really excited about some software and started uh, self-educating. And uh, for me, that was really the beginning of becoming a graphic designer was the uh, joy of learning, of experiencing, um, you know, finding balance in composition and composition and, you know, paying attention to what's being done uh, by other people that you really appreciate their work and and uh, learning the trade, if you will. Uh, so that was kind of the beginning for me of the whole path of becoming a designer.
0: Now, when you uh, were back in Bible college, did you have any sort of upfront kind of knowledge of wow, I'm wired like an artist and maybe there's going to be a spiritual connection here. Or were those two things still very separate for you? um, They were pretty separate really. Uh,
1: I mean, uh, That's true
0: it, for most people, I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I had uh, people giving me advice at the time. Uh, you know, uh, was kind of like one person was telling me, "Hey, you know, go ahead and get your art degree because if you decide to be a pastor and it doesn't work out so well, or you need to self-support for a while, be a tent." Get maker, a real job, right? You have a career <laughs> opportunity, you know. Um, and and then other people were, you know, other people were you know, advising that uh, no, just just go for just go for it. If, if God's going to provide for you, then you know you just got to trust Him. Uh I ended up landing somewhere in the middle of realizing that uh, God can use the creative to provide, uh, which was uh, not necessarily the way people thought and the advisors that I had in my life at the time.
0: Sure. So is that something in you? You were kind of like, doggone it, I'm going to do this. Or did you have some, you know, things to work through? I know, Margie, you said there were some self-esteem issues there of even, you know, allowing yourself to think that you could be an artist. So maybe for both of y'all, how did, how did you work through those, those issues?
1: Um, well, for me, I mean, I think a lot of that was, uh, uh, you know, sometimes God just does things and he, he aligns things for you in your life. And, uh, and I had self-educated and I was looking for a career path um, on, on all this design software. I really knew Corel Draw was my, was my, Uh, software choice at the time and uh, the sign industry was pretty busy with that so I I ended up um, getting a job at a sign company because I could demonstrate skill Uh, but ironically enough when I first started there the foreman put me out on the the floor doing vinyl graphics just basically assembling signs doing the physical (laughs) portion of not the design part of it and it was uh, it was several months I was on the job and never having sat at the computer even though that's what I was hired to uh, to do and it wasn't until um uh, I mean, kind of like I got a break there cause I was in the computer room and one of the guys was telling the foreman this couldn't be done in a reasonable amount of time. And I, I happened to pipe up and say, why don't you use that tool right there? You'll have it done in 30 seconds. And the foreman was like, you know, this program, I said, yeah, I was, that's what you hired me to do.
2: <laughs> Remember,
1: <laughs> but, um, it was, uh, that, that kind of, you know, showed me there that, uh, it didn't matter what element I was doing in terms of the whole process of creation. I learned a whole lot doing stuff on the floor, you know, actually doing the the physical work of creation with my hands. I learned to love it a lot. Um, but then I got the chance and that really gave me the chance to actually become a designer, a creator rather than just a production worker, if that makes sense.
0: Absolutely. Cause you can talk about it all day long, but you got to do it, right? So. Yeah, I got to do it. Yeah, <laughs> so. absolutely. Margie, what about um, you?
2: Um, I think for me, well, you know, when I went back to school in my 30s and I got my graphic design degree and I did that for many years. And then I went through a time where um, I lost my job twice in a row due to one company closing and then the other company downsizing. And um, and also during this time, um, all of my friends had gotten married. And so it was a very tough time for me. Um, I, I wasn't doing graphic design anymore. I did, had no creative, you know, outlet. And, um, and what really happened was, um, I was on the computer, I was on Facebook one day and somehow I came across your book study for your fir- the first book, I'm looking the heart of the artist, came across it on Facebook somehow. And I said, I'm going to that. It was the first night of your book study, I think, or maybe the second and I said, I'm going to that. And I I don't do things by myself back then. I didn't do things by myself back then. And I hopped in my car and I drove to Asheville. I called my mom. I said, this is what I'm doing. Um, just so somebody knows where I'm at. Because I'm going to a strange place and I don't know what's going to happen.
0: And I remember <laughs> telling Tanya that night because we were all so amazed. This was in the early days of doing any of this. And I was like, because we're like, what, an hour and a half away yep. from each other. Yes. And I remember telling Tanya, oh, my gosh, somebody drove all the way from Greenville to come, <laughs> come up the mountain, you know, for this. It really made the all the hunger, you know, in their yeah, heart. But- it
2: was, And, you know, I, I met all, everybody that was there and it was like life birthed in me. And I drove down the mountain. I called a friend of mine and I said, I have found my people. And it was like my life was completely um, transformed from that one visit. Because I I knew that um, from meeting everybody else, just something birthed in me. And I knew that life was going to be different from that point on. I'm an artist. In fact, from that moment, I was never able to call myself an artist until that night.
0: Wow. And I've seen such, I've been just privileged as we've been friends over the years to see not only your maturity and growth, but then this acceleration (laughs) with you two as y'all met and got married and then started doing what you're doing now, which for those of you that don't know, you can click on the link here in the podcast. They do these incredible uh, ceramic sculptures, magnolias and branches. And oh my gosh, it's just (laughs) really, really fabulous. And um, in fact, if I wasn't doing what I was doing, I'm doing now. I'm like, oh my gosh, I just, I love what you guys do. And I think the funny thing is, and I've said this to you before, it's rare that anybody on their creative journey, just nail it you know, as they're, as they're starting out. And and I told you guys, when I first saw them, I'm like, don't change anything. This is incredible. <laughs> this is great. You know, talk about how you got into what you're doing because, you know, fast forward now from the, you know, self-esteem and am I an artist or not? Now you guys are really starting to thrive, uh, selling your work in multiple galleries all over yeah. the region. You just got into the, Southern Highland Craft Guild, um, got your first big show this yeah. summer, which is going to be exciting. And how did you even have the idea? How did that kind of birth to do these Magnolia sculptures and the things you're doing now?
2: Well, during one of the times that I was unemployed, I decided to go back to school and I was going to Converse College just to part-time, um, in Spartanburg. And I took a, um, a, one of their ceramic courses and one of the projects was, it was a hand-building class. And one of the projects was to make a, a lidded vessel. And um, I put a magnolia on top. It was big and bulky and ugly. And <laughs> you know, looking back now, I mean, I was so proud of it back then. And um, in fact, I wound up making two. And the instructor told me, he said, you've got something going there. You need to keep it, um, keep working on the flower, the magnolia. Working on it and try to perfect it. And um, it was, I don't know if we had met by then or it was just after that. that, Just after that, we met. And um, so Lonnie started getting involved in learning ceramics. I I started teaching him and he was learning, taking um, classes himself eventually. Mm -hmm. And just the collaboration between the two, Lonnie's got a great eye for detail. And so he saw... You know, I wasn't. I don't. I I don't know if I was the first one to put a put it on a log. I think I was, but it was still very basic and simple. And Lonnie has the eye for detail to put the the knots on the logs, and um, I mean, it was just. It's anyway. it,
1: it becomes synergistic is really what it is. I mean, that's the thing that. Um... <clears throat> It's been really exciting to me about the process because, I mean, I hadn't played with clay at all prior to... Uh, I mean, I, I did a little something in college with, you know, a couple of projects, but, I mean, you know, I, you know, I never fired it, and so, you know, it, it broke and died, you know? <laughs> 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 but... Because um, I didn't know anything about it. I just, just experimented with it. But whenever uh, Margie first taught me how to throw, um, I got my first throwing lesson from her, yeah. and uh, there was something exciting about... The feel of the clay and the process of moving the clay, and um, I mean, we we both we talk about it. You you definitely when you get a chance to play with clay in that sort of situation, you understand why it's a biblical example of the way God works in us. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, so, I mean, for for both of us, I mean, there's there's this process of creativity and creation of making things of talking about it of designing new ideas of talking through ideas coming up with new concepts um that um there's something amazing that happens when two people can dream with one another and be open and vulnerable about sharing your ideas and um and you build off of one another so you
0: ever look at each other and go "Mm, not so much honey or
2: yeah (laughs) yeah yeah,
0: we do do. Yeah, (laughs) yeah yeah cause I think you've got to have you got to have that vulnerability right to be able to say yeah. not that but this you know I have a friend that she always says I love it when you don't do that and I'm like <laughs> <laughs> I love that <laughs> so, but yeah, I'm sure as a team you got to have that kind of you know openness and honest communication especially yeah. you know you guys are not just doing it as a hobby now this is is a big part of your living now so yeah,
2: yeah. well and, and it's not I mean it, we're always having conversations like a you know if I'm working during the day and he's at his job then I'm sending pictures what about this what do you think about this and you know and then we'll talk about it again that night and um but we're always having conversations just bouncing off of each other um you know I'll have an idea and he'll come back with another idea and we're just, it's almost like we feed off of each other yeah, yeah.
0: now you guys are you know balancing the whole. Work life love schedule of being married and having a family and all that. Lonnie, you're uh, working—I uh, hate to say a normal job—but you're <laughs> you're
2: the <laughs>
0: you're working the normal job. Margie, you're in the studio all the time. Yeah. How does that work? What's that dynamic like um, for you guys? Because I know you said you're kind of collaborating through the day as it's available. But do both of you guys like do both parts of the process, or Lonnie, you do one part, Margie does the other, or how does that look?
1: We, we tend to trade off. A lot of times uh, the bigger pieces that take longer drying time, like logs and stuff, Margie will form a lot of that during the day. Um, and I'll help with doing leaves and petals and getting getting things together. Um, or, you know, sometimes I'll do some of the assembly on that as well. But um, because of the process of, of the creation and how things have to dry and set up and prep, uh, usually the bigger, thicker pieces, she'll, she'll get those prepped and ready. Um, but even with that, we'll, we'll talk about those things. Um, and you know, obviously having, having another job is, makes it challenging to have the energy to get to the studio as much as I want to get there. Um, weekends, we try to try to make sure we have time to get there together so that we can work on things that we're, we we want to, you know, we want to dream about together or try new ideas. Um, but yeah, it, it is it is a process of trying to, uh, both of us, uh, each each of us can do all of it, but it's just a question of which one is is, is available at the time that we're doing that proce- part of the process.
2: But even so too, like I was working on a lot the other day and I did it a little bit different. And so I took, I snapped a picture before it was, you know, while it was still wet, sent it to Lonnie. He sends information back. You might want to try you know, it looks a little awkward at this point, try doing something different. Um, So, you know, we're always doing that.
0: Mm-hmm. Sure. And see, I love this because, you know, this is real life for all the artists that are out there listening, you know, you may be on what I call the bridge, you know, from, you know, working a full-time or part-time job and wanting to be a full-time artist. But as you guys can speak to, that's not an overnight process, right? I mean, there's right. a Margie, I remember, you know, when you had a full time job and then you started doing this a little bit and then yeah. y'all took the plunge as mm-hmm. a as a couple. What was was that like scary as all get out? And or was it just like, man, we know we're going to do this. We got total faith.
2: It wasn't scary for me. I was so excited. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, been, I'm out of here. right? <laughs> it, was, it, it was like it was a dream come true for me. Mm-hmm. And Lonnie is so supportive of our dreams but he's mm-hmm. supportive of my dreams yeah. and um yeah. yeah it's been good
1: we both had a real peace about it just we just knew that it was god's timing and that's what he really wanted us to do and there were i mean it's again it's that he makes these uh opportunities that just are clearly him doing something and leading us in a direction he does that to us creatively does that to mm-hmm. us in, in the path forward with what we're doing with, with studio. So
0: it's learning to listen, right? I mean, it's yes. just yeah. learning to hear his voice and y'all know this about my story, but for those of you that don't, I mean, when I moved to Asheville in 2009, I was working as a full-time worship pastor and all that. My first book unlocking had just come out and it was about a year and a half before my pastor came to me and was like, Matt, we love you. We don't, we're not kicking you out, but it's obvious what God's doing. And I, I went part-time, and I remember there was that big sucking sound inside, like, can I do this? Oh, you know, is it really? And then about a year later, he came to me again after we did our first big gathering of artisans over in Scotland, and he's like, bro, we love you, but I think it's time. And I'm like, oh, no, no, (laughs) no. But I remember, you know, Tanya was such a huge and is still a huge encouragement in all of that because, you know, things that maybe – really shaky or nervous for one spouse, for the other one, they've got total faith for it, or they've got clarity on that. that The other one may not have. And, um, I think you guys are just such a beautiful example of not only creatively, but in your life, learning to not only listen to the Lord, but listen Mm -hmm. to each other, you know, in, in that process. So talk a little bit about, you know, your, your spiritual relationship with your work. I know for, for some people, that's a very, um, overt process you know right. some people talk about the prophetic art process of man God showed me this I made this it's a very clear connection others I think I fall into this other category is you know I'm always inviting the Holy Spirit into the process um, but if he does anything through my work it's more of a mystery to me than it is uh, <laughs> you know anything overt and I love that I love the mystery of of somebody coming up to the work and and Seeing something or sensing something that I didn't see, but what's your spiritual connection like with your work, and and how is that developing?
2: Um, for me, well, I mean, I mine's kind of two part. Um, I do painting at church as um, as basically a ministry to my church. Um, I paint on Sunday worship nights, Sunday mornings, and um, and those paintings are auctioned off. So that's you know I'm I'm a, you know, I always pray about what the Lord wants me to paint. Sometimes he shows me, sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes it's just, I just paint what I enjoy. And, um, and it's all, it seems to be, you know, people love it. They, I mean, I've had people come up to me when, um, you know, I've just painted a, a kiwi. A piece of you know a kiwi fruit and someone like, just minister to me so much like well, you That's your that. new
0: ministry the prophetic kiwi ministry so. yeah exactly <laughs>
2: exactly um but the other part of it too is um just being in the studio and working on ceramics and stuff you know I keep worship I don't keep worship music one but I play worship music when I'm when I'm painting or you know when I'm doing ceramics and um just I'm always asking the the Lord, the Holy Spirit to, you know, show me how to do this better. Or when I'm up against, you know, um, doing something that is just not working right, show me what I need to do to make it better.
0: Isn't that and, great too? Because I'm like, I was, I had that experience not too long ago. I was, I had an idea for a basket and I'm like, I cannot figure out how to get this to do. And the Lord gave me a dream the next, that night. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I saw exactly how to do it. I came in the next morning and guess what? Ta-da, it worked. And I'm like, yeah. thank yeah. you, Jesus. He loves kudzu. I mean, so I guess he loves ceramics too. So yeah, he does. <laughs> Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: So. That's awesome. Lonnie, what about for you?
1: Um, well, I mean, I think a lot of that's like, like what you just talked about. I mean, that whole, um, spending time with God and particularly for me in the morning, I try to get up early and spend a little bit of just before I start the day time. And uh, a lot of times I find during that process that I'm, I'm able to talk with God about uh, creative problems that I'm experiencing. My, my day job is also a creative job. Um, I do graphic design and marketing. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm, 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 my brain is always engaged with how do I solve these design and creative problems? And, uh, and that dialogue with, with Holy Spirit about just asking them, you know, how, how do I, how do I solve this problem? How do I come up with a solution that, that meets the requirement? And that applies to the things that I'm working on at work, but it also applies to things that I'm working on in the studio. And, um, you know, like, like Margie said, I mean, we both, when we're there, we tend to keep some sort of music playing that's that's inspirational, that's encouraging. Um, I think we both really love it when we when we find those times where we're worshiping in our creation mm-hmm. process. If that makes sense, you're, you're singing over it, and you you just know that God's doing something in you and and through you. Um, but it isn't always like that. Sometimes you're just going through the process of. What you know and what you're learning to do, and you're practicing your skill and uh, you're improving, and you you try something that doesn't work, and oh, you gotta start that, got of get a new lump of clay because that one didn't work. You know? Yeah, um, I
0: mean, it's not always an open heaven, right? All, yeah. Just this like glory realm. Oh, you know? I mean, I wish it was, but yeah. I think you know, all of us have, especially when you're working in the studio on a regular basis. I mean, I'm in here eight o'clock to four o'clock pretty much five days a week, and it's like, yeah, there are some times where I don't want to make another basket or, or, you know, I'm tired of people coming in here saying I'm glad somebody finally found something to do with Kudzu. I mean, you know, well, you know, the spirit of slap sometimes wants to come on me and I don't want to, I'm not in the holy place, you know, at that point. But I think that's the beauty of, um, you know, I was watching something last night on uh, the ragamuffin gospel and Brenton Manning. And he talked about, you know, God doesn't, God doesn't love who we're supposed to be. He loves who we are and in, yeah. in all your weakness and all your roughness and all your whatever. So talk a little bit about, you know, you guys too are right in the thick of building your business, uh, building the, the engine that is taking, you know, your work to the marketplace. And I know um, that's no, not, just uh, uh, good marketing techniques and good ideas, but you're also really reliant on the Holy Spirit's leadership in that. So Talk a little bit about that. I mean, what, what's that process been like going from, you know, not selling to your work to now being in multiple galleries and doing some shows and what's that been like and how is he leading you in that?
2: I think first you just have to, you have to come to a place of peace and knowing who's in control and you're going to have setbacks you're going to have, you know, mountaintops, peaks, and you're going to have valleys. And um, it's it's coming to a place and knowing those valleys is just a valley. It's not it's not a resting place. And um, that was, you know, a little hard at first because you'd have a disappointment. You know, our, our flowers are fragile. So at first we had to overcome, you know, some things. And um, it's knowing that that's not... Where God has us, it's just a part of the process.
0: Yeah, I was, you know, I was just this morning praying and um, because I'm in kind of a stretching season right now. And the Lord was showing me that that verse in Isaiah 54 about, you know, enlarge the place of your tent, stretch out your tent stakes. And it's like stretching and expansion always happens before birth. Right. But it's it's in that moment that you're like, I don't know if I can do this, you know, but I know that I have to go through this. In order for the birth to happen. And for a business, there's always those things of, gosh, that was really hard. You know, the way I had to deal with this client or lose that piece or get get turned down for a show or have to Mm -hmm. refund somebody or, you know, whatever. But gosh, you got to go through that stuff, right?
2: You do. And I can't tell you how many times I've quit. Called Lonnie up. I quit. I'm not doing this anymore. We are I'm
0: done. done. And right. done.
2: And but the next day, it's I mean, it's almost like Papa just gives you a surprise the next day mm-hmm. that it's, you know, that wasn't yeah. that ne- wasn't
1: um, next day we would call from from one of the galleries saying something sold.
2: Yeah.
1: You know? yeah. you're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't quit <laughs> yeah. yet. We sold another one. We can keep on. You can keep
0: going. So that's so awesome. You know, as you look at your journey, um, these uh, several years that y'all have been walking this as a married couple and now growing a beautiful business and, and seeing it prosper. Is there one thing or a couple of things that you say, gosh, this practice, this habit, this thing that we're doing is really paying off. It's really been fruitful in our life to help us not only stay connected with the Lord, but really thrive um, as artists. We know God's called us to be.
2: Um, you know that I don't know if this is what you're looking for, but um, our heart is not just for making ceramics and sending them out to customers. It's for um, others, for artists, for like-minded people, and um, and I was telling when we were talking, when I were talking earlier, you know, I'm an encourager. I love to encourage people. I hate to see someone not walk in and what they're called to walk in, you know, someone who has a gift and doesn't use it. Um, that's that hurts. You know, it, it, my heart hurts for them because I know how much life has come with us walking and what we're called to walk in. And, um, and that's one thing that I try very hard to do. Um, and I think it's become a habit is encouraging people when I meet them that, you know, other artists, encouraging them to use the gift that God's given them and to, to walk, you know, use that gift, not just, you know, not just in their own little room at home, but to, um, use that gift to bless others.
0: And I'm sure that encourages you too. I mean, because, it does. Yeah. yeah. Cause anytime it, you can, I know with myself, if I'm feeling down or, whatever. It's like the Lord will almost bring in a divine appointment of somebody that I can speak faith into. And before the end of it, I'm like, hmm, I'm blessing myself. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's that thing of, you know, stirring yourself up in the Lord, right. Yeah. You know, encouraging yourself. Why so downcast? Oh, my soul, put your hope in God. And it's, yeah. I think yeah. when we remember what God has done in our life, uh, it's, that is a habit that it spills out onto other people and it keeps us, motivated as well. Lonnie,
1: what about, about you? I mean, Margie and I both really been discovering that, that truth. Um, I think, you know, for for me, just a lot of that has been, like I mentioned, just some morning time. It's been a habit that's really started to blossom more for me. Um, But uh, it's interesting because out of that and out of uh, the synergy of what we do in the studio together and out of our, uh, you know, our worship together at our, our church, Um, we've both really begun to have a a real revelation for, um, the innate creativity that God has, has deposited into everybody. And, uh, and we both Mm -hmm. practice that habit, um, a lot of having the conversations with people and drawing out of them the awareness or recognition that there is something of God that has been deposited into them that he wants to nurture Mm -hmm. and, um,
2: and I can't tell you how
1: many conversations I've had at, at, you know, our first Friday or open studios or whatever people come in and, you know, they'll, they'll tell me, Oh, I'm not creative at all. And we'll, you know, we'll, well keep having that conversation. And pretty soon that, well, well, I do write and, yeah. and I, and I have stories that are in me and, and it's like, you know, it, but the people just are, are, are not, uh, so many people are not aware of what has been deposited in them and the creativity that that comes from, Holy Spirit. Now he wants to burst something in them. He's put it in them. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, I mean, we both have, I think as far as habits go, I mean, that's, that's a habit that we both are, we're looking, we're seeing that more and more and it's growing in us. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, it changes how we approach our work. It changes how we approach ourselves. I mean, you know, like, like Margie had said, you know, she didn't call herself an artist until uh, she she met you and the whole group in Asheville and, and had that uh, God really birthed that in her. I, I didn't call myself an artist for years. Um, and it's really been recently that I realized that I'm not just a graphic designer, a technical person, that I, I'm an artist and that's something that's within me. Uh, and I think that, that uh, that's been something that we're both really growing in is, is being intentional and, and even just spontaneous about finding opportunities to, to nurture that in other people because it does encourage us, inspires us too.
0: You know, there are hundreds, if not thousands of people that will be listening to um, this podcast and they may be in exactly the same place that, that you were five years ago, 10 years ago. You know, I think of that old phrase: "Broke, busted, disgusted." Feel like you know, <laughs> I can't do this anymore. You know, am I a real artist? All the baggage, all the stuff that you guys have walked through and out of, and um, what would you say to those artists, or and even the artist that's maybe come through some of that, but's trying to build a business and just not seeing the fruit happen yet? What, how would you encourage them?
2: Um, I would say, keep at it. It's a process. Mm-hmm. It's not something that. And if it happens overnight, that's fantastic, but it doesn't usually just happen overnight, but it's a process you know to get to where you want to go, but even when you think you've gotten to where you want to go, there's still more, yeah, um and also celebrate the little successes' those all build up to big successes and
1: um yeah, yeah that's that's good, I mean. Uh, absolutely. If you you don't, if you don't stick with it, if you, I mean, don't, don't give up. And I think that, you know, just like I was saying earlier, I think that one of the big encouragements I would give them is that, uh, is it God constantly wants to show you himself in the things that he's created. I mean, that's, I mean, we, we read that in scripture that, that he, he reveals himself through his creation. Um, And he wants to do that in you. And uh, I, I think that, Uh, is anybody who's starting to explore uh, whatever media or way that they they would choose to create um, I would encourage them to aim for the things that reflect the character of God because um, you know our society likes to likes to go for what I call the low-hanging fruit Uh, it's it's easy to inspire uh, feelings of uh, loss or shame or hurt or pain—it's uh, an entirely different revelation to find uh, joy and uh, beauty. Um, those are things that are birthed from a revelation of God. Um, and when, I mean, for me, just in in seeing, starting to see uh, more and more uh, how God displays Himself um, in other people in their creative works. Uh, in our, in one another and what we're doing um, and in our creative works, um, I, I think that uh, I would encourage people to look for that um, and to, to really, uh, when you have eyes and you start seeing, it stirs something in you. Um, so that'd be my.
2: Let me say too, um, that it's never too late. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, growing up, I I wish, you know, looking back, that I would have started as a young child doing art. I wish I'd had the self-esteem. But, I, you know, it wasn't until, I mean, it really wasn't until my mid-40s that I actually started doing art, uh, seriously. And um, I'm living the dream now. (laughs) You know, I am. And um, it's never too late to start doing what you love to do and what God's called you to do.
0: You guys are such an encouragement and just such a testimony to what God can do. And, um, in our life as not only as artists, but just as people and, um, to bring you together two people that love each other and called in the same way and, uh, growing together. It's just really, really inspiring. Um, tell her, i know there are a ton of people that are like I want to know these people I want to connect with them how can, how can they connect with you on the web instagram facebook that sort of thing and of course we'll put links uh, right down here in the in the podcast as well but
1: yeah, facebook's probably the best way um, our creative adventures is the name of our studio um, we do have a website it's just a static page right now so it's not a shopping cart but um, so you can hit us there um, and we're just starting our instagram page so it's it's birthing. Um, We're going through the process of starting to to build a little bit there, but uh, Facebook's really been what we've been putting stuff out on us, where we talk and communicate with people the most. So awesome. that's just there. That's easiest way.
0: Well, great. Well, guys, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. And folks, as you're listening to this, if you want to connect with Margie and Lonnie, please do that. Encourage them, go find their work, buy it, and uh, you'll love it. And um, just be encouraged. And also, uh, just, as a reminder, uh, anybody that's coming to gathering of artisans this year, you guys have got a workshop there. It may already be full. I'm not sure, but they could definitely meet you and hang out and, yes, um, yes. and that sort of thing and, and get the mojo. Right. So they can. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Well, awesome. Well, Hey guys, thanks so much for being on today. Hey, thanks so much for spending a few minutes with me today on the podcast. Listen, I hope it's been a huge encouragement to you on your journey as an artist. Hey, also, before you leave, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of the other episodes of the Thriving Christian Artist podcast. And also, be sure to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, or at my website, which is matttommymentoring.com. Until next time, remember, you were created to thrive. Bye-bye.